What's up, film fans, and welcome to another episode of What the Nolan, the last episode of Nolan Month, uh, where we write Christopher Nolan films we haven't seen, based only on the poster. I'm Matt. I'm back from the dead. It's me, Goblin oh, Nolan. <laughs> fuck, it's Goblin Nolan, everybody. And we're going to be talking about Oppenheimer today. What the flick, what the flick, we don't know what a movie is Gonna tell you what we think it's about with the help of the post we think it out What the flick, what the flick, gonna write a film that already exists We'll be doing it better cause we're so cool and back to two years up in school What the flick, what the flick, we're never gonna watch that shit Got better writers than Steven Spielberg, film directors are all dumb nerds What the flick, what the flick, that's the name of the podcast It's almost time to make some noise, it's time for the poster boys So what the flick, You thought I was dead but I simply, we I simply went to do a weird chrysalis on all my shed, my skin. I come out sloppier than I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> he went into the Odin sleep <laughs> and came out even more gobliny and even more Nolan-esque. Mark went away for the weekend. He came over and thought, oh, fuck, I've been stinking. And it was actually me. I was in there the whole time. <laughs> he went and put the bin out and I've been living in the recycling of his apartment building for a week. And I've just crawled back in. Snuck back in. And I've literally melted the door, cleaned off the hinges, just the stench of me. That's good. What Have you got anything to say about Oppenheimer, Goblin Nolan? I've not put any effort into advertising it. I just thought it would be funny if I release it the same day as Barbie, and everyone will talk about that, and that's all I've done. <laughs> good. Here's what I know about Oppenheimer. He was in an epic rap battles of history video against Thanos. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I did all my research. Huh. That seems in poor taste. Yeah. I pitched one, and they wouldn't do it. What was your pitch? I said, do Jordan against Peter Andre. And they said, why would we do that? And I said, I just love looking at Peter Andre. <laughs> I love it. I love having a big cup of eyes at him. <laughs> I just want a new excuse to watch him over some comedy rap music. I'll just sit there with me, <laughs> with me mayo and garlic sandwiches. Oh, God. I picture a Peter Andre, a single tea light, and listen to Mysterious Girl pretend it's all about me. Whoa, Mysterious Nolan. I sing along like that, and I replace Girl with Nolan. I wonder, I, was, I met Peter Andre, he was turning the lights on in Abingdon and Oxford. For, he was turning the Christmas lights on in Abingdon and Oxford. And I said, Peter, have you got my letters? And he said, I said, that's the fucking guy. And I said, what do you mean that's the fucking guy? And then three big men in suits beat me up. <laughs> Best day of my life. <laughs> anyway, I'm off. <laughs> oh, Matt, what are you doing here? Oh, it's, the time oh, to hey. do the, it's the time to do the opera. It's time to do the episode, man. Oh, goodness me. You just, you just missed Goblin Nolan. He was just here. Oh, that would make sense because the house has been stinking as shit. <laughs> we thought he died, but no, he's just been sitting in your cupboard listening to Mysterious Girl and replacing the lyrics of Mysterious Nolan. Yeah. Anyway, Matt, what are your thoughts on Oppenheimer? <laughs> I have I don't know, really. He's pretty, he's pretty orange. Jeremy, before we get into the poster, I know we were kind of half talking about this before we recorded, but there just seems to be no knowledge of this film out there other than it's got a fucked weird cast, Killian Murphy gets his dick out, and apparently everyone has watched... I didn't watched, know that. Yeah, apparently... We're going to see some, some <laughs> Killian Murph-peen? Yeah, apparently... Is that anything? Apparently there's, like, a full, like... Him and his wife just have a full, full frontal nudity scene for like five minutes. Sweet. Um, I hope there's full penetration. <laughs> yeah. I know that Christopher Nolan is the first blockbuster to include 
full penetrative sex between <laughs> Killian Murphy and Matt Damon. Yeah, that would be great. I would, I'd pay for that in IMAX. <laughs> that, that's why everyone keeps saying you've got to see it in IMAX. You've got to see it because... because you can really see the arse hole opening. It's the only way you can see all of... Matt Damon's got the widest balls you'll ever see in your life. And <laughs> you the only way you can properly get them all in frame is if you shoot them on IMAX. It's an incredible thing to imagine someone with a really wide set testicles. A like a really, really wide sack. I go, how Not would that long. Even, how would that even come about? It'd be so difficult. To, <laughs> oh, even the thought process behind that is baff- baffling. <laughs> I was uh, joking with my partner the other day about having a really long taint. <laughs> I think that's good. Just having an arsehole like, all the way up your back. Yeah, halfway up the up. longest. Yeah, just the longest taint you've ever seen in your life. Everyone keeps wondering why when you're in toilet cubicles, your legs are the whole way out underneath the door. Yeah, <laughs> you're just like lying down on the toilet. Yeah. Arse, arse the on air. the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Middle of your back pressed to the bowl, your head, your head up against the cistern. Dick and balls where your belly button should be. <laughs> oh, God. And then just like a full like 90 degree U, sh- 180 degree U shape of you. Someone is, is taint. <laughs> You know, just one of those classic bits where I'm like, this person seems like a person who's never had sex or has incredibly weird sex. And I describe yeah. them as, there's like, they have such a strange sexual energy that I think they get a wide on, where their penis is always <laughs> at maximum length, but it just expands. Yeah, it, just gets, it just gets wider. A wide on. That's a, a wide on. Yeah, everyone. Good. Trademark that. <laughs> Don't steal. That's, a, that's Max OC. Do not steal. Wide on the hedgehog. It's Max Sonic OC. <laughs> Fucking hell. Wide on the hedgehog. <laughs> do, do, yeah, do, if you're an artist and a listener, draw Max Sonic OC wide on the hedgehog and tweet at Macaroni Stew. Please do. I, if someone sends me a drawing of wide on the hedgehog, I'll be amazed. <laughs> That's I think that's a better. That's character. one of the characters. That's who Robert Downey Jr. plays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Oppenheimer wakes up one day from like a concussion and has a little animated erect hedgehog that follows him around called Wide <laughs> no, on no, the no. Hedgehog. God. Wide on the Hedgehog. Yeah. yeah, perfect. All right, legitimately though, Matt, I was saying earlier, is, what do you know about this film other than what I've just told you? I don't. I don't. I know fuck all about this movie. I know it's about Oppenheimer, obviously. I know a bit about Oppenheimer. He made the atomic bomb. Uh, he said, I am become death, destroyer worlds, quoting from that uh, Bhagavad Gita, I think, or whatever it is. I don't know anything about him. He could, I mean, genuinely, if you told me Oppenheimer was born in 1998, I'd believe you. <laughs> so the point was, the point was, I think, that Germany had the v2 rockets right yeah and everybody was scared because they knew that they were trying to develop nuclear technology Mm -hmm. and i think people thought they were much closer than they were i genuinely don't think like germany was even anywhere close yeah and so the americans were like well guess we've got to have the nuke now yeah and so they got oppenheimer and they got a bunch of scientists and they basically just like locked them they took them to camp and they just locked him in a big camp, and they were like, "You're not coming out until you've done nukes." Uh, can I just point out? That's a very, it's a real lovely demonstration of America and, U- and the UK of their different approaches to the war. And then America are like, 
oh, we've heard someone has a knife, so we're going to make a rocket launcher. And the UK yeah. were like, let's just do some code breaking, shall we? Let's just do some little, <laughs> let's just do some little crosswords. And then also, and then also abuse a gay man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the most British possible. Yeah, the Americans were like, we're going to do the biggest bomb and racism. Yeah. And the Brits were like, we're going to do homophobia and crossword puzzles. <laughs> yeah. it is, really, it's it's the two. Like the perfect uh, explanation of who the two countries are, right? Yeah, exactly. America were like, we're going to work together to win this war. We're going to blow the fuck out of everything. And the UK were like, that's fine. We're listening to some things on the radio and trying to figure out what they're saying. And also, We've we don't care. Radar. And also, we don't care about this gay man. <laughs> <laughs> don't care for him at all. And this is the coldest take imaginable, right? When I about to say here but yeah. every time i remember the alan turing story i'm just like at what point at what point did anyone think the brits were the good guys yeah <laughs> no obviously in that very specific circumstance they're the good but guys by default right yes but they're um, they're at no point of they being like the good guys there was, there, there, they were never and have never been any good guys anywhere ever. <laughs> yeah. Certainly not that are leading wars anyway. No. Do you want to have a look at the poster, Matt? Yeah, I guess so. All right. Time for the poster. Let's look at the poster. Poster time. It's poster time. Right. Can I give you my immediate thoughts on this poster? Sure. It looks like a scary man has wandered into a Christmas film. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I just think, I understand that's a bomb, right? Like, I get it's a yes. bomb. But there's a certain element of it where it looks like like Christmas fairy lights that I've not switched on. But in the uh, background, you can see the lights because that's obviously the bomb about to go off. But there's yeah. something about it just really gives me, like, doomsday Christmas vibes. And I don't know what that is. But also, Killian Murphy has done excellent work there to stand in such a way that any level of attractiveness from him has been absolutely sapped out of him. Yeah, because he's a very attractive man. Oh, Killian Murphy's like, he is a a stunningly handsome bloke, right? Yeah, absolutely. And this poster, he just looks like a skeleton. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and he's standing very Dick Ford as well. Yeah. It kind of looks like he's like slightly bent at the knees, pelvis thrust very far forward, shoulders as far back as possible. Mm. It looks kind of like he's doing like, you know, like the um, innocence whistle where he's like, do-do-do-do-do, and they've just yeah. caught him hips it's forward. It's almost like he's leaning against a wall, but there's no wall. He's just leaning against a bomb. He's <laughs> leaning against the nuclear bomb. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to see this bomb? atomic bomb. bomb. <laughs> yeah. Is there a difference... I think there. I the feel same. like there's a difference between no. what they did, which was like an atomic bomb, and what we've got now, which is like thermonuclear bombs. I feel like there's a difference. Oh. I'm not confident enough to say so, definitely, but I feel like there is. Now, Matt, I would just like to point out. Obviously, the ammo of this show is to base the film only on the poster. Yeah. If you showed me that without Oppenheimer on it and without Cillian Murphy there. I mm. wouldn't think that was a bomb. No, I think it was some sort of like fucked submarine. Maybe I think it looks kind of like um, you know those um things you see on like theme parks and holidays that are just like here we'll just catapult you, but you're tied into the catapult. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me a bit. But I don't know how you would write a movie about Killian Murphy inventing the idea of catapults no, sure. in space. 
Well, he looks a bit like a kind of like mobster mm. with the hat and like the short tie. I feel like we'll have to, it has to be, a, we have to write a film about Oppenheimer inventing something, right? But I think maybe a bomb is not what I would believe this is. No, sure. If you came into this devoid of context. Here's my other pitch. Uh-huh. Is what Oppenheimer looks here a bit like here is like a mean Dean. Oh, yeah. In like, you know, like a college sex comedy. Mm-hmm. Right? He kind of looks like the sort of scary, or like the scary janitor, who everyone's like, oh, he killed a guy once mm-hmm. back in, you know, back in the day. And he, he's keep, he keeps trying to like foil all the shenanigans. So what I'm wondering is if maybe, what it is maybe is that they've got to build this, again, the bomb behind him, it looks quite homemade, you know? Mm-hmm. It looks quite sort of tied together with string and like bits of glitter on it and so on. So I'm wondering if maybe what we've got here is like a dumb teen camp <laughs> comedy where we've got all these like World War II scientists getting brought in to build the nuclear bomb, but they're more interested in like bunking <laughs> off and having sex and going rafting. <laughs> And Oppenheimer's like the big mean Dean who's trying to get them all to build the nuclear bomb before the Nazis invade. Oh, that's so good. And he's like, Einstein, you come back here and work on your maths. And (laughs) Einstein's like, you'll never catch me, Dean, and squirts him (laughs) with a water pistol. I I could be adding a layer to this that makes us too fucked, right? And I, I'm happy to remove this, but I do want to brought up that do you know what Oppenheimer looks like he's wearing? What? He looks like he's wearing the outfit from the Jim Carrey classic film, The Mask Before the Mask. Oh song. fuck. Right? No. You're right. What if it's this mud, right? What if it's exactly what you said there, right? He's a crusty old Dean and all the scientists yeah. are trying to make the bomb and but are like are fucking about and he doesn't know how to have fun. And what if one of the scientists makes the mask and puts it on half an hour. And he joins in. And that's how he learns to join in and have fun. But then while doing it, they accidentally make the atomic bomb. They accidentally <laughs> make the bomb. Or they just, they, they get to, it's like the end of the summer. You know, yeah. and they're like, oh no, um, Truman? Was it Truman? Oh, the guy in the mask? I can't remember his name. No, the president back in World War Two days. Oh, who knows? Was that Harry Truman? Who knows? Uh, it's George Bush. <laughs> it's George Bush Jr. Yeah. President, oh no, President Bush will be here oh, to look at our bomb in, you know, in two days. And we've spent all of our time smoking weed and being the mask. Now we've got to like scramble to make the bomb. And that's why it looks really shit. Um, and George Bush comes in and he's like, is that what a bomb's supposed to look like? <laughs> he's like, is that weed I smell? And they're like, no, Mr. Bush. And he's like, oh, dang, I was hoping I could get a toke. Oh, that's and good. And they're yeah. like, oh, he's a cool president. Well, that's funny, because I was going to say, should we have a be Bill Clinton so he could be a cool president? But I think Stoner, Stoner George Bush is Stoner funny. George Bush. And yeah. also, be- Hang on, didn't Harold and Kumar do Stoner George Bush? Who knows, probably. Let's look. I'm not above being Harold and Kumar, right? <laughs> I'm not above that. I think it's good to have Stoner George Bush as one of the big people at the end because you can have a thing where he turns up and they tell him the, yeah. bo- the bomb's done and he leaves and it's not done. And then he comes back and he's like, is the bomb done now? And they're like, yes, Mr. President. And he leaves again and then he comes back and does the whole, fool me once, shame on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fool, fool me, me twice, twice. can't get fooled again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we, we can have that line in the film. Yeah. 
And mate, yeah, and he brings back Major Agnew, and they're like, "Oh, we got to be, better see this bomb." And then, they, yeah, they pull out this like shitty-looking thing where with the Oppenheimer standing in front of, yeah. and Oppenheimer's that's why he's standing in front of it like that. <laughs> yeah. He's desperately trying to like block all the bits that are falling off. Yeah, yeah. And George Bush is like, "Why are you standing so penis first, Oppenheimer?" <laughs> <laughs> like that. Yeah, and I reckon Dick Cheney's an unplayed by Christian Bale. Yeah, for sure. Dick Cheney's like, you know how there's that one character in The Simpsons who's like super intendant Chalmers? Like, maybe that's mate. maybe George Bush is played by Michael Caine. So I'm George Bush. Fool <laughs> <laughs> me once. Can't get fooled again, Master Way. Yeah, that's good. Master, Master Oppenheimer. That's <laughs> meant to say the exact same thing. Excuse me, Master Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's good, right? Let's do the cast. Then, right? The thing is, from the poster, we've got five rules we need to fill, right? Yeah. Killian Murphy's Oppenheimer. Done. Obviously. Emily Blunt. We need, I think we need an Einstein, because that's a scientist I've heard of. Robert Downey Jr.'s Einstein. Okay, let's get Turing in there as well, because why not? Matt Damon. Matt Damon is Turing. And then we've got, em- well, maybe Emily Blunt's Turing, because Blunt. she's English. Who was the lady that discovered radiation? Marie Curie. <laughs> Marie Curie, yeah. Emily Blunt plays Marie Curie and Florence Pugh is... Um, uh, Mother Teresa. <laughs> I was about to say Florence Nightingale. <laughs> yeah, that's good, Nightingale. Just a dead, a dead nurse <laughs> from like many, many years back. It's really, this is the Avengers of science is what we're witnessing It's here. the science Avengers, oh, wait, yeah. Oh, wait, come on, they would be um, what, Bill Nye science guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They've brought him back from They've the future. They've brought him... Back from the future, yeah. yeah. Maybe Florence Pugh plays Doc Brown from <laughs> Back to the Future. Oh, who? Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth is that not the woman who who ha, is a no? That's go- the isn't that the the, the startup woman who went yeah. to jail recently? <laughs> yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. Oh, that's who you're thinking of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I was going to say um, Rosalind Franklin, the woman who discovered DNA. No, I think I think it should be Elizabeth Holmes, and I think it's very clear that she doesn't know what's happening. To okay, and she, what, what, what's her role then? She's the one that gets all the drugs for the parties. And Was stuff. that a thing that Elizabeth Holmes did? No, the, but the you, real Elizabeth Holmes. No, but you know what we were saying, like how like obviously the idea is Oppenheimer's trying to get them to concentrate. They're too busy partying. Elizabeth yeah, Holmes yeah. just always finds the excuse to be the person to get the drink or drugs because she knows she can't actually well, help. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, f- <laughs> I feel like we need to figure out what all of these, like, scientist archetypes are, you know? Well, let's think about, let's think about, like, it's a heist Well, it's not, it's not, I'm more thinking of it because we need the, we need the nerd, we need the jock. Yeah. Right? We need, like, the, 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 the kind of, like, bookish girl mm. one. And well, then we need, like, a, the sporty one. Right, we need two nerds and two jocks, and then we need a stoner, um, and then we need somebody who's like sleeping around. Right, okay. for a for a for a camp sex comedy, you know. Yeah, I got you. So Donny Junior is Einstein, and I reckon he is like. I think Einstein's the jock. Yeah. Have you seen the um the, like the American Pie films ever? I've seen at least one of them. I reckon he's like you know like the more confident one of them that that is not. Stifler or Jason Biggs, who's the main character. He's uh, I uh, I don't know it that well. Okay, no. well, he's just like he's a relatively normal dude, but he's quite charismatic. But he's not like right. Okay, he's not like a super jock, and he's not like a super nerd either. This he's just like a regularly charismatic dude, right? Yeah. So that's, my immediate thought was that Einstein is Stifler. Okay, that's fine. That's funny. Right? <laughs> he's like 
Alan Turing, you know, you're fucking dead. We're going to get you laid, my dude. We're going to get you some girls. Alan Turing's like, oh, I'd rather, I'd really rather not. I actually, oh, oh dear, oh no. Yeah, that's good. You and know, I, again, that's good because that's Matt Dillon doing that. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't consider the fact that could Robert Downey Jr. do a German or Matt Damon do an English accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Um, Alan Turing's like the nerd one, right? He gets pantsed all the time. But eventually he gets to kiss. Yeah, he kisses um, Oppenheimer. He kisses Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Turing is the nerd. Yeah, I think... And then Nightingale, was that the impact for Emily Florence, Florence, Florence Nightingale there. Um... What well, Ruth Bader Ginsburg? <laughs> That's a judge. What about, I feel like maybe we just don't know many scientists. What about Amelia Earhart, a scientist of the oh, skies? Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A scientist of the skies. What the fuck am I talking? Well, we've got Mary. We know we've got Emily Blunt as Marie Curie. Matt, right? They do need someone to drop the bomb. That's true. So maybe Florence Pugh plays Amelia Earhart. Yeah, good. That's why and she Emily goes Blunt to... plays Marie Curie. Yeah, good. Right, done. That's that's who it's going to be, right? So, okay. So, again, a Marie Curie is the nerd, and then... Florence Pugh. Amelia slash, Earhart. Yeah. Florence Pugh is the jock. And then we need a stoner scientist. Yeah. And is it Carl Sagan? No, it's, you, wanted, you wanted Bill Nye. Yeah. So it's Bill Nye played by oh, wait, man, I've, Bill Nye. I've got no, I've got the perfect Bill Nye, right? Because again, this is way in the past, right? And even though we're gonna have to time travel Bill Nye back, it's like a fourteen-year-old Bill Nye played by Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, but Macaulay Culkin as he is now. Yeah, and a fourteen-year-old <laughs> Bill Nye played by adult Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like eyes red, sunglasses on most of mm-hmm. the time. He's like in the back of a van, then comes out and is just like, guys, I've discovered nuclear fission or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like maybe the first like test they do of the nuke, you know, everybody's goofing around. Mm. Einstein like is doing a bit like a keg stand that accidentally falls over on the button. Yeah. And then, it, you know, when the smoke clears, there's Bill Nye standing there. And he's like, whoa, this isn't. <laughs> when was Bill Nye? How old is Bill Nye? This isn't the 60s, question mark. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good. He just gets blasted back there. He just get yeah, the first test like just brings Bill Nye back in time for some reason. And they don't really worry about that. Einstein's like, this is not this is pretty impossible stuff. Okay. But I don't care because I'm going to fucking smoke a doobie. <laughs> right. Matt, can I pitch you the opening scene of this film? And it's a yeah. song I know we both love, but I think an opening musical montage to like a stoner comedy is a is a classic, right? Me and Julio Down by the Schoolyard by Paul Simon. Hell yeah. And it's Robert Downey Jr. as um Einstein walking through like the co- college campus and just like saying hello to like random girls and doing stuff like running across the lodge tables to get to class faster yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. kind he's of shit. Yeah, he's got a skateboard. Yeah. He's like on the in the full and every time he does the skateboard yeah. trick, he does like the famous Einstein like Bleh, Yeah. Where he <laughs> sticks his tongue out and does big eyebrows. Yeah. But I think it's all that and it's just that you're like, <laughs> he's like, Mama pajama, my old dad a bit. And it's just like that kind of stuff where like people are like all be like, hey Albert and like or Albie and like, he's like high five and stuff from people like that. And it gets to the the final bit where it's like, me and Julio down by the schoolyard. And as he goes to open the door 
He like reaches for the door handle, opens it slightly, and the door just slams shut. And Oppenheimer's just like, "Where have you been?" Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the opening of the film. And he's like, "Have you any idea how fucking late we are? It's the middle of the." That's very nice. Can I make a slight change? Yeah, absolutely. And say that it's that is that is going on, but it's also at the same time you get um, Alan, Alan Turing like waking up late. Oh yeah, and like gathering um, his papers into his, a brief. Yeah, yeah, putting his big glasses on his pocket protector, and he's running out the door with his briefcase, and he misses the bus, and so he's running alongside yeah. the bus, trying to get into the bus, and then like he does that thing where the bus stops too fast, so he goes into the wing mirror. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he's going on. People, everybody's like chucking stuff at him, you know. Um, he's just down next to Emily Blunt, and she's just like, kind of like sheepishly smiles at him and just wipes like a bit of like grease off his forehead or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. She gives him like a yogurt. Yeah. But then the bus breaks again and it goes all down himself. She already has a wet nap prepared because she this happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, when, and, and uh, yeah, and so her and like Florence Pugh are talking on the bus, mm-hmm. and then she like yeah she sees you know nerd Alan Turing gives him a bit of a smile, but Florence you know Amelia Earhart's like throwing paper planes. Perfect, yeah, perfect bet. Yeah, and like you know eating a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, eating something to do with she's eating like a crab sandwich or something. <laughs> yeah. She's got a tin of crab Some real meat. Foreshadowing, she's got a tin of know? crab meat and a fork, that's it. Just, on the <laughs> Just an open tin of crab meat yeah. and a fork. And she offers some to <laughs> Alan Turing and he's like, oh no. He, no, he does no, that thing where he like vomits in his mouth about the holes. Yeah. Oh, chest. I'm allergic to seafood. And yeah. she's like, oh, you've nerd. And obviously she's wearing a big like sheepskin leather jacket with like the helmet and the big goggles on it. Yeah, yeah. With like obviously. a little bit of curly hair sticking out the side of it. And then yeah. aviators also all like but like tucked into her neck, do you mean so she can put them all when she needs them, etc. Yeah, and so and and that's that that's the montage, yeah. you know, with uh, me and Julio down by the schoolyard. I think you And get- they all get I think they all get to class at like the same time. You well know? I was gonna say I think the three of them all walk so it's like you get that thing where it's like the classroom and you may get a montage of just like the door swinging open and each one of them entering in like their own little way. And then it's the last one is Robert Derry Jr.'s at the door and as the door opens you just see it slab shut and up and I was yeah. like where have you been? Like that kind of thing. That's nice. And then it shuts off. That's that's when the music, as the door slams, the music cut hard cuts. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Perfect. And he's like, yeah, this is you know, you're you're all the the country's in in the world's in crisis. Yeah, but, right. But obviously um, it's Kelly and Murphy. Who's so like, bloody hell, Robert. <laughs> like, bloody yeah. hell, Albert. Where have you been? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Robert. <laughs> it's me, Robert Oppenheimer. And you've been it's your me, late Albert Einstein. <laughs> it's me, Rob Oppenheimer, and you're late Albert. <laughs> Cheeky Rabbi Oppenheimer. <laughs> my mommy late. my mommy said we Rob me Albi Einstein would be there in time. And I said, Albi's no good now, Ma. And she said he'll be there all right. And I knew it. I knew you were a wee rat bastard, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get into that class there and make a bomb. Yeah. And <laughs> the world's in jeopardy so it is <laughs> it's like I'm in charge of making the bombs because you will you know because I'm you know <laughs> <laughs> and then Albert Einstein he's just like Al- you see there's like a half open drawer with like a bit of balaclava poking out of it <laughs> he just pushes it down really quickly and like uh, shuts it Albert Einstein's <laughs> like that hasn't that doesn't happen for ages <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Right, I reckon, like, that little bit happens, right? That Albert Einstein just gets told off, and eventually he just walks into the class, and Amelia Hurts just like, did he give you a hard time? And he's like, nothing, I couldn't handle that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, like, Albert Einstein desperately wants to, like, sleep with Florence Pugh. Yeah. Um, Amelia Earhart, but she's not interested, yeah. you know? She, like, shoots him down every time. I think it would be a nice to have a cameo where their teacher in this class there and is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, yeah. But he's just playing some old time. So is Oppen- I thought Oppenheimer was the teacher, mate. Was he not the dean? So he's just going around all the classes and, like, maybe organizing, like, the actual, oh, I see. Like, he's running the, org- like, you know, the way we're making a bomb thing, but there's loads of different teachers and things like that. Like I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, it's like American college where you go to all different classes, right? You have majors and minors and a lot of stuff, but, like, general. Sure. Yeah. You have just, like, multiple teachers you have to see, etc. So they just have a little, like, you know, conversational, like, you know, establish everyone's wants and desires, right? Alan Turing yeah. is like, I'm just here for codes, mate. I'm a codes guy. I just love codes and puzzles and doing wee nerdy shit. Einstein's like, I'm the big dog of science. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm the jock of science. And maybe our heart's like, I just want to get really good at traveling. I just want to be like the best pilot and knowing all the stuff about aerodynamics and, and speed, etc. will be, help me be better at it. And very curious, I just want to help people, right? That's all like their, yeah. their main like character-driven bits, right? And you get that all sure. just in a little like exposition riddled bit here. But then I think it cuts to Oppenheimer's office and it's like all the background music and sound all just cuts out and it's entirely silent and it's just him sitting at the desk with like a mug and the mug is full of whiskey but like it's obviously like a coffee mug and he's just like uh, drinking it and just like banging the desk like you know like just like fuck I don't know I don't know what I'm gonna do here like like I have to help win the war but all my classes are full of sex crazed maniacs and druggies and things like that and he's just yeah. incredibly stressed you know well maybe he's like listen up no he just like fires a pistol into the ceiling <laughs> yeah good he's like listen up you, re- you wee rascals you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> Listen to me. Bob yeah. Bobby Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> now you just <laughs> I don't know why Irish Oppenheimer really makes me laugh. Irish Oppenheimer. His actually great. his yeah, name's yeah. name is Penheimer, but it's Oppenheimer. <laughs> it's Oppenheimer. It's Robert Oppenheimer. <laughs> it's me, Bobby Oppenheimer. <laughs> it's me, Bobby Oppenheimer. And now listen, you shurikens might be the worst students I've ever had, but for some reason, the military thinks you might be a use. So listen, we got a very special guest today. It's the feckin' president. And, and, uh, and George Bush Jr. walks in and he briefs them. You know, he's like, now listen here. Uh, sorry, just to interrupt, Matt. Have you, seen, have you seen the film Vice? The Dick Cheney film? No. So Dick Cheney is played by Christian Bale and George Bush is played by Sam Rockwell and they fucking knock it out of the park. I think we oh, should, that sounds incredible. I think we should keep them on for this because Sam Rockwell played a stoner George Bush is very funny. Yes, absolutely. So I just wanted to get that character casting and please carry on. Yeah, so Sam Rockwell comes in as George Bush. Yeah. He's now, now listen here. Uh, the, you know, the, 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 the Germans... Or he's like, the French, they got a bomb. And Oppenheimer's like, the Germans, the Germans, sir. It's like, the Germans, the Germans have got a bomb. Holy shit, they're a lot more organized. He's like, George Bush we better like, get on with this. George- you got to go make a bigger bomb, you guys. Wait a second, where's Einstein from? Einstein, well, Einstein's German, I think. Oh, God. I was like, really like the idea of just like, um, 
George Bush. But in this, he's from the Bronx. Yeah, I like the idea. It's like, hey, forget our Einstein over here. Forget about it. (laughs) I really like the idea of George Bush coming in and saying that thing of the French have got a bomb, and then someone be like, it's the Germans, and they'd just be like, the point is, we can't trust any Europeans. And everyone in the class all looks at each other. Everyone looks at Einstein and Alan Turing. And and Oppenheimer. And Oppenheimer. There's everyone in the room. Amelia Earhart's just eating a can of crab. It's like, what? Open up another can of crab. And they're like, sir, I I don't... Dick Chase, sir, I don't want to uh, disturb you, but most of this class are European, but they are working on our team. Hell, shows what I know. (laughs) The point is I'll be back in one month. You better have that bomb done. You better have a bomb for me. Yeah. They'll be, I'll have your guts for gouders, and that means you, Oppenheimer, you're in charge of this here rebel. Listen here, Oppenheimer. We're going to put all our money towards this war, and if this school ain't producing weapons of mass destruction, well, then there's no use for it. So if you got a bomb by the end of semester, we're closing the doors. <laughs> and then he just walks yeah. out. I don't know what, what fucking voice my George Bush has become. <laughs> no, I, it's, I, I haven't got a George Bush, is the trouble. Fool me once. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best I can do. (laughs) Don't make me do stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, he just clears off. Then Oppenheimer's like, you heard the man. Listen here. We've got one month till he comes back, and we've only three months to the end of the semester. So we got to make sure we've got a bomb sorted by then. (laughs) This will be partial credits (laughs) towards your year. Amelia Ar- I partial credit? Amelia Earhart puts her hand up and is like, I don't know how I can help. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, Amelia, you fly the plane, don't you? So we have to figure out a way you to get... You might know something about aerodynamics. I don't know whether that might help or not. We need to figure out how to attach the bomb to one of them that are plane things you fly. But as far as I know, they're absolute magic. And the idea is that <laughs> no one in the school has any idea how the science of planes works no. except Amelia Earhart. She's the only one who has a clue how it works. Everyone else <laughs> is trying to make paper aeroplanes and they're just coming out real fucked. Yeah. I think that's a good bit because I think that's, that'll be a nice um, foreshadowing bit where at the end someone can send a code to someone by throwing a paper aeroplane and I mean Earhart's really proud of them for having figured it out. Yeah. That'd be a nice bit. That's nice. Um, so then maybe there's a thing where like they all go into like some you know technical like or like uh, workshop area kind yeah. of thing, and they all just like have a bit of time trying to like draw up ideas, etc. You know, on the whiteboard or a chalkboard, being like, "Here, what do you think of this kind of thing?" And just have Oppenheimer's Oppenheimer's keeps being like, "It's got to be bigger. It's got to be bigger. We got to. These can't just be regular bombs. We're not talking black circles with little wicks hanging out of them. We need to fucking do some damage here. You know." And they're like, well, but you know, there's only, we don't know how to make things explode so much. What do you want us to do? Fucking crack an atom in half? And then they yeah. all go. <gasps> well, maybe Einstein's like, well, what if this? What if instead of going bigger, we went so very much smaller? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, Albie? <laughs> I always knew you were trouble. I told my mom earlier today, that Albie Einstein is always talking shit. And look at you now, <laughs> coming in here talking about making small bombs. How will the small bomb do any damage, eh? You fucking lunatic. <laughs> I hate the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> he, he keeps saying that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Einstein just does, maybe does like the big, oh, a, a classic, this is a, fa- a Father Ted gag, but it's a classic gag, right? Uh, you have a camera zoom in on 
Einstein's face where you can clearly see him doing this, like riding on the board. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just flat everyone. He's just like, well, uh, he's from the Bronx of this, did you say? <laughs> well, he's just like, oh, yeah, no. I forgot. It about that. He's just like, well, what if we do this? And he's just like flailing his arm around, right? It looks like he's doing loads of diagrams and stuff. And yeah. He's like, everyone is expecting us to make a huge bomb, but if we're actually able to tear something apart at its very nuclear core, it'll release more energy than a normal explosion would. And then it just turns, the camera turns around, and he's just wrote in big capital letters, atomic bomb. <laughs> he's just, he's got, he's drawn an atom, and then he's drawn like a big, like, explosion around it. Yeah. And he's like, written good, question mark underneath. Yeah, and like, everyone thinks he's And done. Alan Turing's like, let me just do some quick calculations. Yeah. Pushes. Richard, it's a shame we haven't got Richard Iwadi on there yeah. to play uh, Alan Turing. I think it's very funny for him to be Matt Damon to be the nerd, actually. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. good. Huge, like, milk bottle glasses. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of those calcula- calculators has got a little bit of paper coming out of it. <laughs> and that's when Marie Curie comes in and she's like, oh, yeah, 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 I, this, you know, this might work, right? We could use um, some of these weird glowing rocks that I've been carrying around in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like they're a lot more unstable than regular materials. It would probably be much easier to break, you know, their their, their nucleuses apart. Mm. And Oppenheimer's like, well, I don't understand any of this. <laughs> yeah. Or he was just going to put a fuck, a fuck ton of vodka in a big old bottle <laughs> and put the world's biggest rag in it and hawk that at the Nazi. <laughs> Oh my god, he was just gonna Molotov Germany, that was his whole plan. <laughs> anyway, so that happens and um yeah, so they're like, You're going to camp. Mm-hmm. Right? This it seems like this seems like you're all working together all right, so we're gonna go. You're going to camp, we've been in touch with your parents. Mm-hmm. Um and we're not, you know, we, we no distractions, we're gonna take your walkmans. We're going to take your um, Penny comics, right? We're going to take your Archie comics. We're going to take away your saltwater taffy and your yo-yos. Your single-seater airplane. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to have no distractions. You're going to be working on this bond till it's done, because otherwise George Bush is going to fire me. Yeah, perfect. And also the Nazis will win, he says, like, as an afterthought. <laughs> uh, so they go to the camp. Um... And you reckon it's just a classic cop scenario where there's others? I think it's just like a real classic, like, wooden sign, you know, welcome to camp, yeah. like, bomb. It's what it's called. They're all wearing red t-shirts and really tiny shorts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The tiniest shorts. Those 80 shorts that are cut up the side to your waist for some reason. It makes yeah. no sense to me, but yeah, those kind Yeah, t-shirts tucked in. Socks mid, mid-shin height. <laughs> yeah, and tennis shoes. Yeah. And they're all uh, doing lots of calculations. And, you know, that's the thing, right? And Oppenheimer's trying to keep them working. Yeah. I reckon you have a lot of things where, like, maybe you can have another, like, little, like, music montage or, like, some other, like, kind of, like, 60s, uh, like, poppy song thing, right? Or, like, do you like that? Yeah. And um, it's them all, like, you know, trying to make a mini version of the test or, like, the bomb kind of thing. And it's, like, just, like, them throwing it into, like, the forest and things like that. And it's, like, just trees getting, like, very slight scorch marks on it. And Oppenheimer just getting more and more angry that they're not doing anything. And then at one point, he's just sitting in his office, banging his head on the wall, looks out and sees a tree falling down. And he's like, oh, my God, they've figured out. And he runs out. And it literally is just, like, (laughs) like Albert Einstein has just chopped a tree down to make it into a canoe. 
Because they're at a yeah. camp, and he's like, oh, fucking, <laughs> so angry that they're not taking it seriously, you know? That's nice, yeah. So I think, you know, yeah, there's a bit where they're working on it, and it's like a beautiful day, and they're doing calculations, and, you know, Einstein's like at the back juggling some uranium. Marie Curie's like, hey, give that back. Hey, that's my uranium. <laughs> hey, give that back. And he's like, oh, you got to catch it. You got to catch it. And then Emily, uh, Amelia Earhart comes in and just like, trips him over or slaps him on the back of the head or something yeah you know they're just goofing around right and Oppenheimer is like listen if you don't pay attention right there's gonna we're gonna have like serious problems come on we've got to sort this out it's for the good of the world that's it I'm taking your uranium away if you don't behave I'm taking you yeah exactly there'll be no more uranium if you can't if you can't be trusted with the uranium I'll be taking it off you <laughs> yeah I think it'd be a very good bit of like oh, at some point where they're doing like a little like hike or something, and yeah. they're fucking about to get that. But I was like, "That's what I told you. You're I'm taking the uranium off you." And he takes it and just throws it down like a cliff face. And he's like, "That'll be the last of that." And um, uh, Marie Curie runs, but like, no, no, my uranium. And just she goes to to like go after. Him. He just stops her, obviously. And I think yeah, all happens is like her necklace or something falls off. And it just like does one of those zoom in things where it just shows you the necklace go down and somehow just yeah. pierce through the <laughs> And it's just like a fucking enormous explosion. <laughs> they all get like knocked back and Oppenheimer just stands up and it's like, you know, one of those like point of view shots from inside the crater all the smoke's clearing. And it shows mm. you all them looking over the top and they're all like amazed. Like, like, and there's like a slight smile hits all their faces and then they all start yeah. vomiting immediately. <laughs> <laughs> hair falling out <laughs> just, yeah i like that and so that's yeah and that's when they that's when they know what you've got to do to make an atomic bomb is to poke <laughs> some uranium with something really sharp yeah maybe emily blunt's got this necklace and it's, it's like a long bit of metal with a cork on the end yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. and everybody's like oh what's that and she's like um oh and my parents we are, you know, my parents are the inventors of the pin. And this is the <laughs> sharpest pin they ever made. They said it's sharp enough to stick into almost anything. So I got to keep it on a cork. Inventors of the pin. Is the well, it was olden times. They probably didn't have pins much before then, right? No, no, no you're not. It's not a crazy thing. Because obviously someone invented the pin. Someone had to invent no, the pin. It's just laugh at the idea that someone would be like, yeah, we're the... <laughs> we're the heir to the pin fortune it's just like the for- pin fortune oh also yeah. like, two very important things just quickly i think that's important that we have that pin conversation at some point right two things one when the bomb goes off and they're all sick yeah they all collapse asleep because they're all like unconscious because of the bomb sure so they have like a shared like dream journey no i was gonna say and then you just hear someone like a walkie talkie and they're like Hey, I don't know how I got here, but all these people look really sick. You need to come help them. And it's Bill Nye Science Guy, because he's got travel. Oh, I see. But the thing is, Matt, this bomb's gone off and they're all sick. And they all miss the first month where George Bush said they have to be done by then because they're all sick. And he's he's like, I see you you made progress. But now, if you don't get this done by the end of the next week, you are all fired. (laughs) And then they all have to work together under time, like, a much harsher time constraint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah. So they all, yeah. Um, and that's when they start working on it in earnest. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to have Bill Nye turn up 
And maybe Bill Nye's more of just like a hindrance than he is a help, you know? Mm. He's like just always trying to goof off and smoke weed and he's brought like 1960s technology back with him. He's got the Beano and they're all like, wow, the Beano. He's like, that's a new thing for us. We've never seen Dennis the Menace before. He's like, do you want to hear the hardest rock music you'll ever hear in your life? And the guy's like, oh yeah. And he puts on the CD player and it's just like, oh, shake it up, baby now. Shake it up, baby. He puts on the Beatles and everyone loses their absolute minds. Florence Pugh's like, that's not fucking music, man. That's a racket. You can't fucking like, can't, you can't honestly think that's Can't good. dance to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so let's go back to our, let's go back to our nice bebop. Yeah. Go back to some nice big band jazz. What's that song? Was like, she says, let's put on some Glenn Miller. Oh, yeah. And really have a boon. Really, they will really be partying. And they're all toking up, just smoking drugs to um, Little Brown Jug. <laughs> but I think what would be good is if we've got one guy, we've got Macaulay Culkin, Bill Nye from the future, and we've got then somebody for, who's the stoner. And I think we need somebody from the past who also gets, like, dragged. Oh, you mean? And I'm thinking... Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, what's her name? The com- the computer one. Uh, Loveless. Ada, Ada Loveless. Who was like Lord, you know, the poet Byron? Yeah, yeah. She was Lord Byron's, like, kid, mm-hmm. I think. And she ended up figuring out what the, she was, she was, she and she did the Babbage oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. calculator, whatever the fuck that was called. The first computer. Yeah. Um, she was the person who like co-created that. Mm-hmm. So she's like this crazy like mathematical dude. Yeah, and I think yeah maybe she comes forward in time and is just like really good at maths but also super horny and is really <laughs> like into Alan Turing. But Alan Turing is obviously gay. Yeah. Doesn't really want anything to do with it. And so there's like that love kind of triangle i guess maybe alan turing's like secretly fancies um einstein yeah and then einstein is going after uh amelia Earhart. Mm-hmm. and um then ada lovelace wants to sleep with alan turing and maybe uh marie curie secretly also fancies amelia Earhart. i, already- I don't know there needs to be some like love triangles i think Maybe Bill Nye is just no, like just mid twenties. Bill Nye, right? Because then it could just still can just be Macaulay Culkin as he is now playing a mid twenties guy, or whatever. Um, yeah. And maybe it's one of those things where, like, again, he's the real stoner, and Ada Lovelace is like the real horny one. And it's like you think they're they like Macaulay Culkin wants to get with Marie Curie because he's like, oh, she's nice and I can corrupt her. And Ada uh-huh. Lovelace wants to get well insuring for more or less the same reason at the end. Sure. They're like, well, actually, we're probably better to, to gather than what they used to. So they figured out how to make the bomb. They've got one week, right? Or they, they know vaguely how to make the bomb. They know, va- they know if you hit a piece of uranium with a pin hard enough, <laughs> yeah, you get a big explosion, which is how nuclear bombs work. Yeah. So maybe they do a thing where like Oppenheimer's like, maybe we can actually do this, lads. Maybe we can actually pull together and do this. And what happens is then... Well, so everyone has to have their own individual skills where, like, Turing figures out the computer code that goes on to Ada Lovelace's computer. Yeah, and I, yeah, and maybe, like, Ada Lovelace is doing some of the calculations and she's also doing some mechanical work. Einstein's doing, like, the big calculations, right? Like, like the exact, like, def- definition of, like, how hard we have to hit it to get how long before all that kind yeah, of bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amelia Earhart is, like, taking apart bits of a 
plane to build the bomb with. Yeah. And Marie Curie's just like doing like the actual nuclear part of it. Being Marie like, Curie's, yeah, exactly. How She's, can we transport it without the person getting incredibly Not sick. only is she like preparing the uranium and so on she's also sourcing all of the pins yeah. <laughs> and B- bill nye is making cocktails and bill nye is making co- well bill nye is like you know bill nye's maybe building like the shell of the thing maybe he's a bit of a theater kid yeah uh, because obviously he was a tv presenter mm-hmm. so maybe he's like doing a bit of scene painting he's like putting glitter on it yeah he's putting all the christmas lights on it from the poster yeah exactly yeah tying it all up with string and but they're not ready that's the point the point is that they're not ready when when george bush arrives and they're like fuck we need to make this thing we've got half an hour quickly just t- any way we can just put the fucking things together tie it up with string who cares just make it look like it's a coal project it doesn't matter at this point <gasps> if it looks shit we're just gonna make it look done matt what if it's this right what if they what if they do have it done right like they have it finished and then Bill Nye is like, oh, I haven't actually finished the shell. Let me just take this bit apart. And everyone's like, no, 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 no. And he takes oh, it off. Oh, it all falls and, apart. No, no. Yeah. And the bombs are, like just starts counting down. And right as George oh, Bush arrives. And that's why Oppenheimer's standing in front of the bomb cock first. Cause it's like, yeah, because he's well. trying to hide the counter. And George Bush is like, what's that beeping noise? <laughs> 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 haven't set the bomb off, have you, Charlie? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. I was like, no, don't worry about that, Larry George. Uh, now, look here. One little, just you come over here with me. And he keeps trying to, like, you put his arm around him and take him away. And Dick yeah. Cheney just is not taking his eyes off the bomb at all. And then you maybe have this thing where, like, um, Amelia Earhart is distracting Dick Cheney because Dick Cheney's a big scumbag, as we all know in real life, right? So she's yeah. like, I'll just, because I'm an attractive woman, we'll just start talking to him. But it's the only way to get him to not look. Sure, and they get them to go. He's like, maybe come on, let's go have some, let's go have some lunch, George yeah. Bush. He's like, oh, I do like lunch. Um, and they all go out, and as they're walking towards the lunch hall, you hear just like a big explosion, a mushroom cloud behind him. And George Bush goes, "What was that?" And he goes, "Oh, nothing, nothing, just a oh, bad good bet here, genuinely." Yeah. Whenever the mushroom cloud goes off, it comes back. Bill Nye is the actual Bill Nye from now. <laughs> like it's like sick. 60 year old Bill Nye is just like oh no <laughs> it cuts back to Bill Nye and he's got just like the black like soot face and like standing on end hair <laughs> like in Looney Tunes when a bomb goes off <laughs> yeah yeah and then his hair like it's all blown back and it all just then just falls out yeah oh, yeah, he's good. like pretty sure I've got cancer <laughs> <laughs> he's just not in the rest of the film just shrugs and lights another blunt <laughs> yeah He's wanders like, off into the woods. He's like, I had a good run. <laughs> I had a good run. And they're like, you're 14, mate. <laughs> um, yeah. He just, like, just wanders off and is no longer up. Like, maybe yeah. everything and was- so George Bush is like, they, they, they get to the thing, and obviously George Bush has dinner. He's like, well, that was a wonderful dinner. Uh, I'm so pleased to see that you've done your work. We'll be back tomorrow to pick up the bomb. And everyone's like, tomorrow? Yeah. I think, that, uh, and then they've got to build the, the whole bomb again overnight. I think the thing that's happened here is when the bombs went off, and as we've established in this world, when the bomb goes off, things travel through time. The only other thing At that got hit, once yeah, that the, happened. the only other thing that happened that got hit on the build eye was the rest of the uranium, and they have none left. 
And then it's, this is just like them be like, we've got to somehow get uranium by tomorrow to, and then to put the bomb together. And it's like, maybe they leave Bill Nye. Uh, well, he's fucking sick. <laughs> he's not going to survive. They leave like Ada Good. Um, good what was her name? Good. Good all. Ada Lovelace. Good Lovelace. Why is it Jane oh, good, Goodall good all, yeah. as it appears with three <laughs> monkeys in tow? They leave Lovelace and um, Cherry and be like, you guys have to rebuild the bomb. We're going to go get the the stuff again but i think whenever they go to pick up the uranium it's one of those classic situations where george bush is also at the same place he's at the uranium shop <laughs> yeah they have to have we're like they're avoiding him but maybe in costume and things like that yeah 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 absolutely yeah. and then they see him leaving the shop and they're like oh thank god he's gone and then Oppen- Oppenheimer's like you fucking idiots he's gone to the camp and then that's when they have to like then speed home and that's again, when they yeah. have to just speed well maybe that's when they get in Amelia Earhart's plane yeah at last at last <laughs> yeah uh, and they do a big thing yeah and she's just you know flying along and they're like we need to go faster we need to go faster and she's like ah oh, fuck and she like pulls out a big like bin bag full of <laughs> crab meat like <laughs> thin crab dumps it over the side and you see it like hit George Bush's car and it breaks down you know <laughs> And that's what gives them the time yeah, to get back and finish the bomb on time. Uh, but the thing is, they're at the camp, right? And she just turns around and is just like, there's nowhere safe to land this. And she just look, gives Oppenheimer and Einstein one parachute between them. It's just, just like, good luck, I guess. <laughs> She's yeah. just like, I don't tell you. And they just have to jump, you know, like with the single parachute between them. And then she flies off and is never seen again. And that's <laughs> what happened to Amelia Earhart. <laughs> they land put the uranium into the bomb, shut the thing up, and as they shut the door up, these are one of those shots where they close it and George Bush's face is just there. Yeah, he's, he's like, like hi, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, Mr. President, uh, everything's fine here. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> Thought maybe you hadn't finished the bomb. Hit, hit, hit. <laughs> they're like, no, you can have it. And they just hand it to him, like literally, like, just pick it up. There you go, sir. <laughs> and it's like, perfect. And he just throws it into the back of the car. <laughs> <laughs> he just puts it in like a big trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Come on, Major Agnew. <laughs> we um, got a wall to win. Do you reckon that it's like one of those things where we do take a huge dark turn now, where it's like uh, three months later and it's just them watching the news and open 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 just very calmly being like, I have become death. Like he's just no, like, I've become death. Yeah. Mommy, mommy, I've become death, so I have. <laughs> He's on the phone. <laughs> I've become death, so I have. You're not fucking believing. I've fucking become You're death. <laughs> what, what's the actual phrase? I've become death, eater of worlds, is that it? I, but now I am become death, destroyer of worlds. Yeah, eater of worlds. <laughs> we come like big spiraling, like uh, Cork Times newspaper, <laughs> local boy becomes death, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> <laughs> the poor, oh, it's like all the different like local newspapers the Bob Bridge Raider Ender's mm-hmm. Man Destroyer of Worlds yeah and for some reason it cuts just a, a, a parade driving through Dublin of everyone cheering him and him just in the car shaking his head he's like, just like crying <laughs> like, they're like well, that's right that's right no fucking Brit's gonna be the destroyer of worlds <laughs> he's like we did win the war but I've I guess we won the war, but like, I've irreparably uh, damaged the earth forever. This feels bad. Yeah, it feels like the we probably shouldn't have done this. Eh? Oh, I have, Joe. I think a very funny ending scene for this man. Yeah, 
it's after the parade and he's just like walking up to his house and his mum's like, Ah, oh, Robert, you're not coming around for a spot of tea. He's like, I'll be around later, mommy. I just, I just need a, a, a little break to myself. And he walks in, closes the door. I just hear like, surprise. And it's the gang, including Bill Nye in a hospital bed. Yeah. <laughs> right. And he's just like, ah, what are you can't doing here? And Albert Einstein's like, you just never listen to us once a bit. You have to understand. We know, if there's one thing we know more than bombs, it's what to do when you've had a rough day. And they just hand him a joint, and he's just like, yeah. you, you rapscallions, that goes, Mama Pajam, we rolled out of bed, and, she, <laughs> and uh, me and her leave down by the schoolyard plays sure. again. Keeps, yeah, as he yeah. tokes, he yeah. takes a big toke, and that's the freeze frame. Yeah. It's, it's Oppenheimer taking a big toke of a spliff while in the back while in the background it's the TV that says like thousands dead in, in Hiroshima no I think um, he takes a big smoke right and he pushes the smoke out and he's like he's like that's pretty fucking good and it turns around and Albert Einstein goes yeah and sticks the tongue out and that's oh like that's good I was gonna say he leans back on the chair and he blows out the smoke and the smoke becomes a mushroom cloud <laughs> That's good as well, yeah. Maybe that's just, you have the classic, like, you know, like the hangover ending where it's all like the Polaroids of the party they're having. And yes. then one of the last yeah. ones is them smoking and it becomes a big mushroom cloud. And then at the end, it's just like, here's what happened to everyone after the World War, you know, like a sports film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oppenheimer went on to yeah. be a scientist for a bit longer, Albert, you know, and all the stuff that yeah. they did. And then it just says, Alan Turing was fine. <laughs> <laughs> It was fine. Don't like fades out and then fades up again. Don't look into it. <laughs> what a film! <laughs> Is this offensive? <laughs> yeah, bro. I think yeah. so. Yeah, bro- broadly speaking, I think br- the most, the really, probably the most offensive thing in there was my Irish accent. <laughs> that was me just bringing up the raw very early, isn't <laughs> <Yeah>. it? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, that, that is kind of a joke that I've taken from something else in my life which was I've said before I don't like talking about the horrible lady but um, watching Deathly Hallows part 2 for the first time oh, yeah. I didn't read the books and there's that scene where they're like we need to blow up this bridge and they go out of their way to find Seamus Finnegan to find the Irish guy yeah, yeah they're like, Seamus, blowing things up. like we need to blow up this bridge and I'm like that seems <laughs> odd mm. <laughs> seems weird that you'd ask the one very notable like republic of ireland student to blow up the bridge or oh, that i don't yeah. even need i don't even need magic for it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we're gonna do the plot in a separate mini bonus episode after yeah, we watch the film we literally can't do the plot of Oppenheimer yet because we don't know what it is yeah i mean we could i guess we could read the wikipedia <laughs> Well, we can read the Wikipedia for Robert Oppenheimer, but also knowing Christopher Nolan, there's a good chance that what'll happen is the bomb will go off and send Oppenheimer back to Caveman Times, where there's a million Robert Oppenheimers, all of whom are more robotical than the last. And also, yeah. also the bomb will go will explode backwards in time <laughs> in a dream, and it'll turn out to have been his brother. And, it, and they, you will not believe the sheer amount of hot dogs eaten. <laughs> He'll go, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> De Bam was me brother the whole time. <laughs> and then Bane's in it. <laughs> I'm, 
Do you know the uh, thing about Killian Murphy moving home to Ireland because he was annoyed his kids had English accents? I no, that's very funny though. I was like, I do like he, that a lot. I think he's got three kids. I think two of them are twins, and one of his kids was like five. But um, because him and his wife think both have Irish accents, she was generally fine, or like the, whatever the only child was generally fine. But then the twins, because they had a nanny, they started talking, and he was like, "Oh, they've got English accents. We're gonna move them home, and they live in like." some like really rural part of ireland because he's like we've got to counter work it now we've got to make them listen to such terrible accents that it'll really <laughs> remove the english out of them i think that's good i think that's based and correct yeah. all right well i guess we'll see is for the bonus episode when we know what happened in oppenheimer yeah we're gonna go watch oppenheimer i'm gonna see it in imax i don't know what your plans are mac who are you watching it with just you and your partner or are you yeah going i'm with? going with erica i'm going with goblin nolan Excellent. Well, you'll enjoy that, I'm sure. He'll give you some good commentary. Well, it'll at least leave a lot of gaps around me. Yeah. No one will sit near me, which will be nice, but I will be overpowering the stench. I'll be very interested to see how the turnout is because I have not... I've been to quite a lot of movies recently Mm. and I'll tell you what, none of them have even been a quarter full. I went to see Mission Impossible in IMAX Mm. Like two days after it released, and there was maybe like fifteen people in the film in the cinema. I was gonna say the last film I went to was actually quite full, but it was uh, across the Spider Verse, which is a big nerd film, right? And I yeah, was I mean, I do. I guess I do go at stupid times. Yeah, because I can. I yeah. don't want to see people. But that's the dream. Like I think I said that when I told the story about me seeing a man called Otto that I went to two o'clock and it was all single, yeah. very sad single men and old women. Yeah, I went and to me, see the um, bestest man alive. <laughs> I went to see Insidious the Red Door at 1 p.m. How was Insidious the Red Door? It was fine. Okay, because I've heard of very mixed reviews, but I always thought Insidious was meant to be one of the quite good horror franchises. Oh, no, it's no, it's not good. What's the good um, one then? Is there not one that sounds like Insidious that's good? <laughs> I don't know. Do I sound like a crazy person? Is there not another film franchise that's essentially just Insidious, but with a different name? The Conjuring is kind oh, of the same thing. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Which is James Wan, and this is kind yeah. of James Wan produced. I think it's The uh, Conjuring. No, Paddy Wilson directed this one. Big old, big old comfy sweater of a bloke. Yeah. Patrick Wilson. Um, Mr. Warren himself. Yeah, it was fine. All right. And he's also in The Conjuring. That would be why I'm confused about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, it didn't have enough Lynn Shea in it. That the, was the trouble with this one. Insidious is all about Lynn Shea, who is the, like, um, ghost buster, I guess. Hmm. Um, and the, she was barely in this one, and I wasn't happy about it. The trailer for Red Door kept making me very upset because I've been on an MRI machine before and seeing the guy crawling up into it kept scaring me and I thought... Yeah, you would fucking hate Insidious because it's all jump just scares. tension and jump scares. Yeah. yeah. There's no... no it's it. not scary in any other... Like, the concept isn't scary. The execution isn't really scary. The, the only scary thing about it is that... There's a fucked amount of jumps. <laughs> There's a fucked amount of jump scares. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll not be watching it. I also definitely won't be watching The Boogeyman because someone described me there's a scene in it where there's two jump scares in the same scene and I was like, that's fucked. That's not allowed <laughs> to happen. And I was like, no, I will yeah, never watch it. The Boogeyman was legitimately scary. I think that was, that was a, that's a very different caliber of movie. Yeah. Hey, I know Insidious been- is like, you watch Insidious for the same reason as you watch Bullet Train, right? Yeah. It's popcorn. 
Yeah. I know we've been going a very, very long time, but do you want to very quickly do a, a, a media plug if you've anything? I mean, I've done mine. It's Jury Duty. Go watch Jury Duty. Yeah, it's really fucking good, isn't it? It's really fucking good. Um, I'm trying to think what I watched recently. Tell you what I watched recently, everyone I thought was a real piece of shit. Cars too. <laughs> yeah, me too. You might hear about that at some point. <laughs> yeah, depends how many episodes we run out of. <laughs> depends if we run out of episodes, yeah. Yeah. Um, Which we might... Because we haven't got many left. Well, look, everyone, Matt's moving house. It's a busy time. and we, It's a busy time. Yeah. We'll do our best. I was just trying to look at my ladder box to see what I've watched recently to see if there's anything I could suggest. And I've reviewed The Hobbit 2, but I've not seen it. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you meant to review The Two Towers. No, what I reviewed was, it's a crime this isn't called The Hobbit 2 back in The Hobbit. <laughs> Yeah, but I assume it was because you watched The Two Towers, because that's what Ellen reviewed. Well, I have also reviewed The Two Towers, and I said, a second a second Hobbit has hit Isengard. Good. Well. Yeah. A three-star film, everyone, if you want to watch something that is too long for how good it is. So subscribe to Mac on Letterboxd <laughs> for that kind of sharp humour that we all come to know and love. I tell you what, genuinely, if you really love classic fantasy films you should not follow me on Letterboxd because you're gonna have a lot of opinions yeah, about have a bad time yeah. <laughs> yeah um anyway good well done everybody we did it that's another month almost over one more bonus episode to come probably on sunday to be honest before the fucking next episode drops because maybe that maybe next week's will just be the review yeah look we're a bit backed up right Matt's moving house. I've got shit to do, you cunts. Worst comes to worst, I'll just record five minutes of me thinking what happens in every individual episode of Breaking Bad, a show I have seen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, do you want to say bye? And I'll do the outro. Bye-bye, uh, everybody. Have a good time. Go see Oppenheimer. Um, it's a good day to be a bad boy, but it's a great day to become death, a destroyer of worlds. <laughs> <laughs>